Welcome back to the Youth Bible in One Year, Day 81. Do you know what I love about God? He is extraordinarily generous. And we can see it in the smallest of circumstances, whether it's uh, a flower carefully growing or the starry sky spread out before us. God has given us such incredible generosity that leaves us amazed. And because God is so generous with us, we should be generous too. So what does that look like in our lives? Well, let's find out today. Generosity is a beautiful characteristic in people. We love and admire generosity. My mother used to urge us as children, always be generous. How do you think of God? Do you think of him as a little bit mean or tight-fisted? Or do you think of him as extraordinarily generous? God's generosity is seen in the natural world. For example, there are over 25,000 varieties of orchids. The orchid is just one of 270,000 species of flowers. God does not do things by halves. In our galaxy, there are over 100 billion stars, like our sun. Our galaxy is one of over 100 billion galaxies. It's thought that for every grain of sand, there are a million stars. In a throwaway line in Genesis, the writer tells us, He also made the stars. God is extraordinarily, extravagantly generous. David speaks of God's river of delights. He gives generously to all. If God is so generous to us, we should always be generous. From Psalm 36 Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your justice like the great deep. You, Lord, preserve both people and animals. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast in the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. God's generous river of delights. David pictures God as a rich and generous host who gives indiscriminately to all people. David was surrounded by people with no regard for God, who were eager to sin. They were wicked and deceitful and constantly plotting evil. They'd ceased to be wise and to do good. By committing themselves to a sinful path, they had spurned God's generosity. Yet even in the middle of all this, David knew God and drank from his river of delights. These delights include knowing and experiencing the extent of God's love. God's love is meteoric. His love reaches to the heavens. God's faithfulness is astronomic. His faithfulness reaches to the skies. God's purpose is titanic. His righteousness is like the highest mountains. God's justice is oceanic. His justice is like the great deep. You can find refuge in the shadow of his wings. You can feast in the abundance of his house. Abundance is a synonym for generosity. The fountain of life is found in him. In his light, you see light. These are some of the delights that he generously gives you in your relationship with him. Lord, thank you that you invite me to feast in the abundance of your house and to drink from your river of delights. I pray that you would continue to generously pour out your love on me, on the church and on your people. New Testament from Luke 4 Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read, 
and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. God's generous outpouring of his Holy Spirit. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. He went into the synagogue at Nazareth and revealed his manifesto. Reading from Isaiah 61, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He announced, You've just heard scripture made history. It came true just now in this place. The Spirit of the Lord is the same Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Saviour. In Jesus, we see the fruit of a life filled with the Holy Spirit that is available to all who follow him. First, anointing of the Spirit. The word Christ literally means anointed one. It is the Greek form of the Hebrew Messiah. Here we see how Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit in his ministry. That same anointing was given to his followers at Pentecost. He anointed us and put his Spirit in our hearts as a deposit. St. Theophilus of Antioch, the second century theologian, wrote, We are called Christians, Christianoi, because we've been anointed, Chrysometha, with the oil of God. The Holy Spirit anoints you to proclaim good news to the poor, proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. There's nothing more exciting or fulfilling than ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit. Second, gracious words. People were amazed at the gracious words that came from the lips of Jesus. Love is never rude. Jesus was always gracious. Gracious words are evidence of the power of the Spirit in your life. Third, amazing teaching. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. His teaching was so forthright, so confident, so authoritative, not the quibbling and quoting they were used to. Authority comes from the power of the Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, teaching is mere words. Fourth, authority and power. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus dealt with demonic powers. Again, all the people were amazed because with authority and power, he gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. Fifth, praise and fury. Ministering the power of the Holy Spirit provokes two opposite reactions, praise and fury. In verse 15, we read that Jesus was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. Then a few verses on, we read, all the people in the synagogue were furious. Today, you can expect the same reaction. The message of Jesus and the ministry of the Holy Spirit produce both praise and fury. Thank you, Lord, that the same Holy Spirit who filled Jesus and anointed him now fills and anoints me. Lord, I pray today that you will anoint me with the power of your Holy Spirit. Help me to speak gracious words 
with the authority that comes from you. Old Testament from Numbers 13 and 14 Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. God's generous provision. God is so generous to his people. In this passage, we see how he had provided them with a land flowing with milk and honey. Joshua and Caleb reported that the land we pass through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. God's generosity is extraordinary. Some things are stored up for the future when you will be face to face with him. But there is much that God gives to his people here on earth now. If you want to enjoy all God's generosity, there are four things you could focus on today. First, take possession. Caleb said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But others objected, they're way stronger than we are. They spread scary rumors. There's always going to be opposition, but do not be put off by the giants. The people did not think that they could defeat the giants. Only four individuals, Moses, Aaron, Caleb and Joshua, believed God was greater than the problem. Joyce Meyer comments, Sadly, we often stare at our giant-sized problems instead of at our God. I believe that more time spent worshipping and praising God would help us keep a clear focus and enable us to go forward with a strong, positive attitude, believing we can do anything God tells us to do. Second, believe God's promises. The Lord said to Moses, How long will they refuse to believe in me? The people of God started grumbling against their leaders and saying, Why didn't we die in Egypt? Let's pick a new leader. Let's head back to Egypt. In the face of opposition and a few problems, are you sometimes tempted into self-pity and wanting to return to your old life, thinking you were better off before you started following Jesus? This is a temptation to be avoided at all costs. Third, watch for his guidance. God is so kind and generous to us. He promises to go before us in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you want to enjoy all the good things God has for you, keep your eyes fixed on his guidance. Fourth, follow him passionately. The majority were put off by the giants. Only Joshua and Caleb were different. Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. In the end, only those who follow the Lord passionately enjoyed the land flowing with milk and honey. Lord, I thank you for your amazing generosity and all the good things you have in store for your people. Help me to take possession of all the gifts that you have for me, to believe your promises, to listen to your guidance, to follow you passionately, and to constantly drink from your river of delights. Pepper adds, It isn't good to be only half committed to God or to grumble or disobey him. The people of God missed out on so much. And I'm feeling a little bit guilty about my occasional grumbles. But God rewards 
faithfulness to him. In Numbers 14, verse 24, it says, My servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. Let's stop the cynicism and the grumbles and follow God with wholehearted enthusiasm. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your generosity to me. I'm sorry for where I haven't been generous enough to other people in this world. So please help me and strengthen me to be generous today and for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen.